It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti hitting you guys back up on Panthers Wire. And we certainly got some interesting bits of news to talk about here with the Carolina Panthers. We're going to jump right into it. The first big story of the day, of course, was the Panthers have officially hired a general manager and it is an old face. The rumblings over the last couple days was that Marty Herney was going to be the favorite to become the new general manager. And of course, we talked a couple days ago about how he was cleared in the NFL investigation as far as the misconduct issues against his ex-wife. Well, now the Panthers have made it official. The interim tag has been removed. Marty Herney is now the Panthers' general manager once again, as he, of course, was the general manager from 2002 to 2012. And then, of course, in stepped Dave Gettleman. Now he is gone. Of course, Gettleman, now the general manager in the New York Giants. Marty Herney... Back with the Panthers. Uh, quote from Panthers CEO Tina Becker. Quote, we are very fortunate to have Marty as our general manager after he did an exceptional job in the interim role this past season. Marty's guidance and vision helped build the foundation for this team and his work this season was instrumental in returning the team to the playoffs. We believe he will continue to craft a roster that will win games and contend for a championship. Unquote. Um, and again, Herney, of course, was the interim GM this past season. Now he's the permanent GM. Again, the Panthers had a couple other interviews that they brought in, including Jimmy Ray III of the Texans, Lake Dawson, and Martin Mayhew, a couple others. So now Herney's back. Uh, he also put out a statement. So I'll, I'll read that statement quick here. Quote, I have always felt a strong connection to this organization and viewed this job as one of the very best in the NFL because of the people here. Mr. Richardson and Tina have been open and honest with me from the beginning, and I am thankful for the trust they have placed in me. I gained a lot of perspective being away and then back in an interim role last season. I feel that I am the best person to help Ron in this team moving forward. We have a really special core of players in place, and I am extremely excited about the direction." So... And again, under Herney's watch, of course, the Carolina Panthers, of course, were fairly successful in those 10 years, including, of course, an appearance in Super Bowl 38, as well as a couple other playoff appearances and one other one other appearance in the NF, NFC Championship. Uh, and of course. All those drafts he had certainly netted some top players, including guys like even players that are still on the team today, Thomas Davis and Jonathan Stewart, Jonathan Stewart, or excuse me, uh, Julius Peppers, I meant to say, uh, Cam Newton, obviously, because going into, or being the general manager up until 2012, that also means he nabbed Luke Keekley 
and you also had guys like uh, John Beeson, Jordan Groves, Chris Gamble, D'Angelo Williams. So certainly Marty Herney has a has an eye for talent. So I think it's a this is a positive move definitely for the Carolina Panthers. Again, being cleared of any wrongdoing and being able to move forward and just focus on football, uh, I think is going to open things up quite a bit for the Panthers. And again, just his eye for talent. I think the future is definitely bright, especially with the the young talent that's already there for the Panthers. You know, certainly some moves have to be made. Uh, like we talked about the other day with the running backs, we talked about how Jonathan Stewart is a is a potential to be cut because of his salary cap situation. Again, the Panthers can save 3.7 million. If they cut him, and then of course, uh, you have your free agents you have to deal with. But Herney definitely has the definitely has the ability to help navigate this team, and you should definitely expect to see the Panthers compete once again next season, at, at least for a playoff spot. So it'll be very interesting to see how he does now in his second stint. You know, after being away. From a couple years before coming back this past season, obviously helping guide them to an 11-5 and record, getting to the playoffs and getting guys like obviously Christian McCaffrey and and a couple others. And of course, you know, even some surprising moves that kind of turned, turned out to pan out okay, like the trade of Kelvin Benjamin to the Buffalo Bills uh, helped Devin Funches step up and take on a bigger role, and I think he did. You know, obviously there were times that he struggled a bit, but there were times that he definitely came out on top, especially the first couple games that he played in after the trade. So, you know, no disre- you know, you can't really discredit what Marty Herney has done. And again, this was just in an interim role last year. So now, now again, going forward as the permanent general manager, so... It'll be interesting to see now how he attacks how he attacks free agency in the draft. Again, does he go after a wide receiver in free agency? Which, you know, we'll certainly dig into that a little more as we continue the position series. I know there were a lot of people that were clamoring for Jarvis Landry to potentially be with the Panthers, but of course he was slapped with the franchise tag by the Miami Dolphins in a pretty interesting move to say the least i mean you know he's a a solid receiver no doubt but you know he didn't even get a thousand yards receiving and he had over 100 catches and now he's going to get 16 million dollars um i'll give props to ben solak on this in the video that he posted on twitter talking to michael kist the uh he's actually going to be the third highest paid wide receiver in the NFL in 2017. Uh, enough said, right? <laughs> so, If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. But yeah, so that's the big. That's one of the big news. The other, of course, is that a another potential candidate has emerged to buy the Carolina Panthers. This was a report from Kevin Patra of NFL.com. Or I'm sorry. Look, looking at the wrong, wrong one. Let me go. Oh, I'm sorry. So Austin Knobloch, um, Patra did write about the Marty Herney hire. But in an article written by Austin Knobloch on NFL.com, he talks about another contender stepping up in the in the potential or, or the upcoming sale of the Carolina Panthers, and that is David Tepper, a billionaire hedge fund manager and philanthropist. Um, and again, well, I also told Mike Garofalo too, Mike Garofalo with the report here as well, who called him the leader in the clubhouse. Uh, Tepper is 60 years old. He is the founder, uh, founder and president of Appaloosa Management, a global hedge fund firm based in Miami Beach. And of course, we talked about talked the other day about Ben Navarro, the South Carolina businessman, who is also interested in the Panthers. So, um, so at least now we have two two serious candidates. To buy the Carolina Panthers, and then of course, eventually, eventually it'll come to a vote by the NFL. Uh, three fourths or twenty-four owners, twenty-four owners have to approve the sale. But I imagine at this point, they pro- they probably would. You know, I don't think, at least with these two names that have popped up, it doesn't really seem that the other owners are really going to have an issue in terms of. Uh, disallowing the sale. And the interesting note here, too, is that Tepper already has his foot in the NFL. He actually is a minority owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Forbes estimates his net worth at about $11 billion. So certainly he has plenty of money to by the Carolina Panthers, which will probably go for about $2.3 billion they're expecting. So at, least, so at least this is a guy that already has NFL experience where, as we talked about with Ben Navarro, this guy does not have NFL experience, but as we discussed, Navarro's family is rooted in sports, including, including his children. So, you know, is that going to play a factor in the Panthers' decision? We'll see. And then just looking at uh, his Forbes profile, his education, he's got a Bachelor's of Arts and Science from the University of Pittsburgh, and he got his MBA from the David A. Tepper School of Business. How fitting. Uh, Tepper gifted 67, and this is from Forbes' profile, Tepper gifted $67 million to Carnegie Mellon University 
sponsoring the David Tepper Quadrangle, a building aiming to create a collaborative learning environment. And again, Forbes, 11, $11 billion is his net worth right now. So it'll be uh, quite interesting, certainly to say the least, as the uh, as the sale goes on and see what happens again. Whether whether his background in football, again being with the Steelers already, if that's going to help him. So you know we'll see. Uh, you know who knows how long this this sale is going to take. Again, I'm no business expert or at least big business like that so you know it's hard for me to sit here and say like what the whole process is or like what these guys extensive background is but that's kind of like the main course with with these guys so hard hard for me right now to judge who would be the favorite but it does sound like tepper has a good chance uh you know i would imagine again being that he's already involved with an NFL team has to has to at least give him somewhat an advantage. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, it will definitely, like I said, be interesting to see what happens as far as him versus Navarro. Uh, but again, certainly the advantage that Navarro has is he's already from the Carolinas. So you would imagine there's there will be no talk of moving the team but I I, I I doubt if Tepper were to get the job he probably wouldn't move the team either you know it doesn't didn't seem like there was any rumblings that he would move the team so I think as far as staying in the same location the Panthers should be okay but that's that's kind of the quick quick look right now or the quick update on the on the sale the on, the ongoing sale of the Carolina Panthers and again certainly as we get more information we'll certainly discuss it more and then eventually once the sale becomes final we'll certainly dig into that as well but yeah I figured jump on real quick if you guys a quick podcast um, obviously the news is already out there, so just kind of giving my two cents here, but yeah, I just wanted to, those are obviously the two big stories right now. Next, next time we'll, we'll definitely jump back into the, our positional breakdowns, uh, so we'll, and we'll get to the, we'll get to the position a lot of people seem to be talking about a lot with the Panthers, and that's wide receiver, and so I'm sure everyone will be interested in what the Panthers do at wide receiver. So we'll talk about some of the the top options there in free agency and in, in the drafts. So I'm sure that, that'll be something you guys will look forward to. So with that, I want to thank you guys as always for listening and checking things out. I uh, hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day and remember to check all of us out here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We really do appreciate all the support that you give us. So until next time, this is Bill Rossetti saying thanks for listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast. And until next time, take care, my friends. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.